0: To the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV two news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today by a pediatrician, Peter Lindgren, with Intermountain Healthcare. So great to have you with us today talking about helping siblings adjust to a new baby. It's always very exciting, of course, bringing a baby home, whether it's your first, your fifth, whatever. But that adjustment period can be challenging uh, and add a little extra stress, not just for yourself, but then also for for, for the other siblings in the house. Yeah,
1: it really, really can be and it is definitely an adventure and everybody has good stories to tell about
0: this. So what are some of the best ways to do it? Because I think even within the same family, every sibling can respond differently. They can respond differently just to the news about mom being pregnant again and the the fact that a new baby is going to come home. And then when baby does come home, they can respond differently.
1: Yeah, they really can. I think. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is letting children respond in whatever way they really need to. And I think uh, there there are lots of great stories. Uh, when I was brought home from the hospital, my sister basically said, "Take him back." <laughs> um, my uh, my daughter uh, said about her little brother. She said, "He's ruined my life." <laughs> um, and I had one funny story in the office of a little boy who came in. With his uh, mother and, and new brother, and I asked him if he if he liked his new brother, and he just stared at me, blank faced. And I gave him sort of a thumbs up. I said Do you, is, he, "Is it a thumbs up?" And he shook his head no. Put my thumb to the side, and he shook his head no. And I put my thumb down, and he shook his head yes. And he said, "And he's not my brother. He's a cousin." And <laughs> I think the the funny thing about it is that children oftentimes get to a place where they uh, won't uh, acknowledge the baby, they won't uh, take part, and and eventually they do the uh, the two week visit. When that little boy came in uh, with his mother and and her brother, asked him what he thought now, and he said he's a brother. And uh, it's you know we all take time to adjust to these things, and I think it's probably really wise and smart to let children, you know, take their own path. And we don't necessarily have to change that um, for them. It's uh, something that, you know, they have to kind of work through on their own, but we do get to support them and uh, allow them to have their feelings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And would you say that um, depending on the sibling's age, that the response is different? A younger sibling maybe feeling like the attention is being taken away an older sibling, sibling maybe, feeling like they don't really care.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that you know the younger, the younger kids, uh, you know, it really, it really rocks their world to uh, sort of no longer be the center of attention. And uh, you know, the younger the kids are, the more concrete their sort of developmental phase and their worldview is. And they really do oftentimes feel like they are the center of the universe. And a new baby kind of. Displaces them from that, and you know, I always think that's that's actually not a bad thing for them. Um, I think parents try to soften that blow, but I think it's actually you know it's a good lesson to learn in life, and uh, And that the world doesn't revolve around you. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that the other kind of fascinating part is that like. You know it, it does still sort of revolve around them and they can certainly be involved in things and uh, I think you know one of the ways that we you know interact as parents is to give them sort of new roles and uh, you know certainly older kids can be really really helpful um, I have a brother that's ten years younger than me and you know I learned a lot of things you know being involved in his care and probably some of that you know led to my kind of job choice of being a pediatrician um, so i think that there's a tremendous kind of educational opportunity for for children to uh to be involved and it's pretty special to get to see a, a baby develop um, so uh but i think too parents you know have this really wonderful opportunity to teach their children you know how to interact and uh you know even just to touch and hold a baby and it's pretty, pretty amazing. I think sometimes, you know, children don't really want to be involved yet. Um, and, and that's probably all right too. I had a little boy who came to the hospital and saw his brother. And the first thing he said was, he's like, this isn't a brother. He can't play football with me. (laughs) And it's, you know, like we have these different expectations of, you know, what a baby's going to be and what they're going to do. And, uh, but I do think it's really important to allow children to kind of have their own process of, of getting used to a, a new baby. And, you know, a lot of that does have to do with their sort of personality and also their developmental level.
0: Yeah, I, I'm the oldest of three with a sister who's 10 years younger than myself as well. And, yeah, definitely involved a lot. And then I would say it, it for me was the opposite. And that's the reason why I didn't go in to being a pediatrician. Uh, but you know, you do, you see, you see the difference between, you know, the ages of children and, uh, kind of their response or interaction. And like you said, giving them roles, giving them a new, uh, role with baby, I think is very helpful, making them feel, like they are included, like they are a part of what's going on, um, as opposed to them feeling excluded or like someone else is taking the attention away.
1: Absolutely, and I think this is sort of the uh, the team sport of families that uh, you know everybody has a role, and uh, and we want to be valued on that team, and we want to have things that are actually useful to do, um, and you know sometimes you want to sit on the bench, <laughs> that may not be <laughs> so bad either, and. Uh,
0: Yeah. So what are some of the things, what are some of the, the ways that we can involve siblings uh, regardless, you know, irregardless of the age, whether it's a, a toddler sibling, you know, maybe an older child sibling, how can we get them involved? How can we kind of get them ready for what's about to happen, how their world's going to change? Like everyone else is in the family.
1: Yeah. Well, one, one thing is just, you know, kind of beginning that process of like, you know, when do you tell them? Um, So, you know, in a younger kid, you probably don't want to tell them that, you know, the 12th week of, uh, gestation that, you know, they're going to be a sibling because it's an awfully long time. And so waiting, you know, until it's a little bit closer is probably a, a good idea. Um, in older kids, you know, it may be reasonable to tell them, you know, quite a bit earlier, um, and, you know, give them that time to sort of adjust. Um, you know, I think to, uh, you know, with younger kids, sometimes, you know, something that's a little bit kind of, maybe a little more abstract and detached might be good, like reading some books about, you know, like having having a new sibling um, can be a nice way to uh, introduce the idea. Um, And then, you know, the other thing with older kids, you know, sometimes just asking them what, you know, what they would like, you know, what they would like to try, you know, like changing a diaper or helping, you know, put some a onesie on or maybe learning how to swaddle them. Um, You know, it's uh, it's it's a pretty amazing thing I think to hold a newborn and uh, I think that that's a experience that definitely creates some bonding. Um, we know in both mothers and fathers that you have uh, oxytocin release and it you know stimulates this kind of like neuroendocrine response and we bond and we kind of fall in love. But I kind of feel like siblings do that too and I think you know just the process of you know being comfortable with you know holding and being in touch with with the sibling is is an important new practice to have.
0: Mhm. do you see a difference in siblings between um, girl siblings, boy siblings? Uh, you do. The girls have more of that, you know, kind of motherly innate quality of that that they want to help and you see the opposite in the boys. And they're like, nah, no, they can't play football with me." Yet. Like, "Call me when they can." Do you see that a lot?
1: You know, you, you do. And I think a lot of it just depends on the temperaments of the children, but um this last week I had a a, a little girl that was born and she has two older brothers. And basically the mom said that the two older brothers who are basically like five and seven, she said they just love and adore her and Mm. they just can't be away. And so that kind of nurturing sort of response, I think is something that we definitely see in boys as well. And I think it's, it's often just kind of a reflection of, you know, how children have been, you know, treated themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that they kind of pour that back into, you know, the sibling. Um, So, but it is it is interesting to just kind of observe and see kind of like how children respond and, you know, to just let it kind of be what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, you know, you talk about some things that we might not think are normal but they're very normal um you know your children might act out a little bit they might <laughs> they might yeah. be a little jealous they might start to act a little abnormal than what maybe they had before
1: i think that's a really good point they're uh you know people always talk about the regression that uh the kids have my daughter did a funny thing. She, uh, she was about three at the time, and she basically um, refused to walk. She would say, you know, I, I can't walk. I'm a baby. You have to hold me. <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, the, the other kind of thing that's difficult is that, you know, sometimes people are working on a particular developmental milestone like, say, toilet training, and you'd really like to not have two, you know, babies children in diapers but Mm -hmm. sometimes you know like that older sibling's like yeah no i'm not not going to do that now and i think uh you can try to sort of like guide through that i think the other thing too is like there's sometimes are those kind of uh you know like really negative responses that you have and it's it's tempting to like have a, like, equally negative response to, you know, what they've done. I mean, some, you know, children will hit a baby. Mm -hmm. um, And oftentimes, they're, you know, they're telling you something, you know, they may need some attention and stuff. So to all of a sudden, you know, like, have a really kind of harsh negative response to that is maybe not really solving the problem. And, and you know, I think it does kind of put us in that teaching role where you say, Well, you know, we don't hit babies, but you know, you can touch them this way. And it's oftentimes a cue for parents to, you know, spend a little more time with that child and, you know, maybe do a little bit of play and some physical stuff. Um and, you know, it it's good to kind of watch and try to redirect some of that behavior, you know, before it happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think what you're saying is um so important too, just in the whole family dynamic. When you know whether it's you and your partner, and you bring home your first baby, and all the attention's on the first baby, and then all of a sudden you and your partner aren't doing anything together. And then same goes. Then when you bring home an, another baby, and now your other child's feeling like they're not getting any attention. I think it's so important, you know, for for partners to have those date yeah. nights, and for for moms and dads to have those daddy daughter father, son, mommy, you know, kid kind of moments so that everyone gets that time together.
1: Sure. And I I think that there's that sort of change in equilibrium within families. You know, oftentimes the first child may have a really close relationship with the mother, but, you know, second kid comes along and all of a sudden, you know, that relationship is, is challenged. And so oftentimes the, you know, fathers become you know, much more important in that whole dynamic. And so the, the partner oftentimes is all of a sudden in a, in a very different role, which I think for a lot of people is, you know, quite fun. Um, you know, you may not have been the sort of preferred parent and you may have your sort of uh, status elevated quite a lot.
0: <laughs> and so what do you suggest for parents? I mean, if you were gonna give, you know, tips or tricks to kind of ease that transition period, Um, you know, of course, every kid's so different, but what would you say to parents if maybe, uh, you know, a mom or dad listening is feeling a little nervous about what this might look like as they're changing their family dynamic again?
1: Well, I think one of the things, you know, culturally we say, you know, don't, don't worry. And I would say, go ahead and worry. Like It's probably a (laughs) fun place to be. it's, uh, you know, you should be nervous. But I think that that kind of, like, allows us to prepare. And, uh, and, and and it's good to talk about those things. And it's good to sort of, like, you know, even just acknowledge your own feelings. I think oftentimes parents don't want to, uh, like, necessarily burden their kids with kind of, like, how they're feeling about things. But, like, you know, that's fair game. Uh, and I think, you know, that emotional connection that parents have with their children and, you know, using this as an opportunity to build that is so powerful. And I think, you know, when you can have some, you know, anxiety or worry about something and your children can see that and see you work through it, that's a huge lesson for them. And so, you know, it's it's probably good to just kind of go through that, you know, that process. And I think, you know, you kind of like adjust kind of along the way, um, and I think the other thing that you know we find to be you know really really tricky is that that going home transition is one that you know everybody does in a slightly altered kind of state. You know you're recovering mm-hmm. from delivery, and you're probably not you know having had a lot of sleep, and you know it's just it's a it's a difficult place to be. It's you know you're maybe not going to have the sort of uh, sense of humor that you would have, you know, on uh 12 hours of rest. Um, so, so I think, you know, anticipating those things and actually kind of like understanding them to be pretty normal and stuff and just kind of, you know, being kind to each other and, and being supportive and, you know, and allowing people around you to sort of cheer for you and kind of, you know, help. Um, I think another sort of interesting adjustment is that oftentimes when people are going home, you know, there may be other family members that are involved with the older siblings. So, you know, like you may not have that adjustment until, you know, like grandma goes home Mm -hmm. and that, that may be a kind of, uh, you know, time when the drama kind of, you know, happens more for that three-year-old or so.
0: Yeah. A little more shock to them at that point. Um, and I like what you said, you know, just be kind to each other, have, have your humor still. Know that everything is normal, as abnormal as it may seem. Um, but to just give yourself grace, I think that's important.
1: Yeah, and I the other the other sort of bit of advice I always have for people is the sort of anti advice. Um, you know, you really kind of have to look to. You know, I mean, babies are really good at kind of teaching you what you need to know, and it's probably good to kind of pay attention to them. But older kids are good at that too. I mean, they definitely let you need. They let you need. They let you know what they need, um, and you know, you just have to sort of like figure that part out for them. Um, you know, and uh, sometimes they ask in interesting ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kids are funny, that's for sure, and all so different at the same time. Uh, when it comes to you know making adjustments and being adaptable and. Uh, Going through, you know, those different changes of life, especially bringing home a sibling. I think any of us that have siblings can all remember those moments that, you know, either mom was going to the hospital or baby was coming home and whatever happened in between. I think we all have those vivid memories.
1: It is an exciting time.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Well, thank you so much for being with us and for, uh, for talking us through what can be a kind of, anxiety-ridden situation, but also a very exciting situation um, because it's all just a part of the adventure of uh, having a baby and, and having another one that you're introducing to siblings. So we so appreciate you being with us today.
1: Thanks, Jade.
0: Thanks. That's Dr. Peter Lindgren, pediatrician at Intermountain Healthcare. And that concludes our episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast as we talk about helping siblings adjust to a new baby. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.